2: I usually can't. That's why. I was
1: like, no. No, I, I typically can't. I step up to the able, plate though. You know? Used to be able to make myself fart. That's that's really? When you're really next level. Yeah. Damn. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick.
2: I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Sorry, I and was watching an Instagram video of AOC wearing a tax the rich uh, dress to the Met Gala. God bless. Jesus Christ! Why? I yo, mean, that, are there's a little
0: bit of of cognitive dissonance in that whole <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, thing, yo, right there.
1: You know, let me just say, the Met Gala is I, it's, it's it's a sign that nobody means any of the things they say. I won't go off on one, but basically, we, we all year round, I'm looking at my feed. That's fuck capitalism, fuck capitalism, late stage capitalism. The Met Gala is the most perfect example of it's disgusting yes. and yes. and I don't yes. even yes. care. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit yes. what Jeff Bezos does. I don't give a shit if Elon Musk buys a bunch of robots and takes over an entire city. I don't give a fuck, but I'm telling you the Met Gala should make you vomit. <laughs> so fuck everybody. Fuck I, I, AOC. You may. Ah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, on that note, uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Run for cover records. Boom. Closed casket activities. Also, boom. Death Wish, Inc. <laughs> I, thought, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> I was trying to... Should have recorded Pat making that sound. That was AOC! <laughs> and the topic, the focus of our spotlight, the star of Axe Grind's Met Gala 2021, To Live a Lie. Um... Yo, go to direct your browsers, to to liveali.com. Enter that web store and get busy. Uh, depending on when you hear this, the new Spy record is either Ooh. completely sold out or dwindling to the last copies. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I strongly recommend getting over there as soon as possible. The record is called Habitual Offender. Uh, mm. a couple different variants uh some tapes that look cool as shit um yo guys this is a this is a hot one um been big up in spy for a long time uh to live, live pressed the first ep on se- uh, as a 7 inch last year um and the band's doing great that said to live, live also did the gel 7 inch split with blind rage i think um mm. but i just want to point out to Live Alive has been doing some of the best fast stuff, not just this year, not just last year, but for like the past almost ten years, I believe. To Live Alive has just been on top, and um, yo, it's it's kind of awesome. It's awesome to see it because it's not just doing well but thriving, and uh, I think for the most part, I would say you can go and if you like the faster side of punk, hardcore, etc you're going to find good stuff on his web store so um and that's not just his releases but other fast stuff that he carries or to be quite honest will probably wouldn't cop to this but he gave new life to 625 who is reissuing stuff putting new stuff out there and i think i don't i'm not he hasn't spoken to me about this i'm doing it based on optics He's done a lot of hard work behind the scenes to make all that happen and I'm pretty fucking psyched about it. So, um to live a lie. Anything anything you guys would dispute in my claims?
0: No, I think you know, I think um six two five I mean this is as an outsider. Yeah. You know, relative outsider. To me that was a huge influential thing early you know, late nineties. Early two thousands. Early nineties, yep. You know what I mean? With um and I think it's back in like the the, the the talk in, in hardcore now and I don't know, I mean, if you're asking me in like 2012 about 625, well, oh, yeah, here X-Max, <laughs> you know what I mean or whatever, like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, I have like a fucking Down in Flames record that he put out or whatever the fuck.
2: Sure, sure, You know sure. what I mean?
0: And I think now it's definitely part of like the talk, which it hadn't been for a very, very long time.
2: Yeah, and I, I just, uh, it's awesome to see it. So, shout out to To Live Go to tolivealive.com. Order some stuff, pick up that spy record, uh, pick out the first pick up the first one if he even has copies left. Like, yo, this his stuff goes quick when it does. So um, thank you very much to all our sponsors. Thank you for listening. Guys, how yes. you doing? How we feeling today? Doing good. I feel like I just uh, talked like, to you guys. I know.
0: <laughs> and I listened <laughs> it hasn't to been Pat that
2: today. Long. Oh yeah. Shout uh, out to the return of um. The return and the and the exit of um, this is called? going to ruin my life. I don't oh. care if this is ruins my life. Is that what it is? That sounds That's right. Yep. Probably. Yeah, that sounds right. I can't remember titles. Yeah. Neither can Pat. So it's cool. Oh, can I send you yeah. both the picture? I didn't. I won't send it. But a friend <clears throat> uh, was listening to the "I don't care if this ruins my life" podcast, and uh, who's the artist who drew the two of you for your little podcast thing?
1: Oh, you're doing that thing again where you ask me to oh, put to, you on the spot.
2: So a talented artist drew this nice picture who didn't get flattering. paid enough for that. Because Probably it not. Flattering. But um, the friend uh, was like, oh, you know what? Let me fix this. And I was looking at it. I was looking. At it, I was like, oh, what would he do? And he just took the gray highlighter and went over Patrick's hair. Ooh, <laughs> Thanks so it. much. It's pretty good. pretty good. Pretty All good. Right, so, Pat, I'm going to ask you yeah. a question. Yes.
0: you're not gonna know the answer to this. Okay, this has nothing to do with your memory. It might just have to do with like your familiarity with the subject. Mm. In my head, you know, like you ever have like you see like a record cover or you see certain things and you have like that idea of what that person looks like. Yes, and, sure. And it's like imprinted on your brain. You're like, this might not actually be what he actually looks like, but in my head, this is what this person looks like. That y'all often do. Does Ian Shelton mm-hmm. Look like Brian from the Gaslight Anthem.
1: Oh yeah, I could see that for sure.
0: Does he? Okay. Cuz I'm like am I like like somehow we- making this weird connection in my head that people go what are you doing acid? like does he looks nothing like him. But like to in
2: No, my head, you're not crazy. That's, that's They strike that's me as young. the same, you know, same kind of looking guy. You know what? I think Ian has good cheeks. He's got good cheeks into the into the jawbone like like so in in comics in comic art Tom what would you call that Patrick when when you so you draw the jaw and then the face but to give definition to the cheek you almost do like half of a y to define oh, sure. like cheek to 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 a mouth line you know what i mean mm-hmm. Yeah oh there you go and Ian has a very strong look right there so good for him
1: I I I can't even joke cuz i found uh that Everybody takes my jokes more seriously than I do. So every oh, time that you're
2: going to say some mean shit.
1: Yeah. Every time I like think I'm
2: being like playful.
1: Oh, look, I'm just joking with the homies. The homies are resentful for f- years at a time. You know what I mean? Well,
0: some people don't know how to joke.
1: Yeah, I'm one of them. Apparently
0: <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> you, I know people that it's like, I'd be like, Hey, fucking nice shirt jerk. And he'd be like, your dad's dead. I'm like, that's not funny. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> your style of humor that you're like, Yo, Yo, you know what?
2: I think, I think Patrick's style of humor might be speaking more loosely on someone's physical attributes yes. than, than most people are comfortable with.
1: Yeah. That's a fact because I'm he's just very, being it,
2: playful. Yeah.
1: It, well, you know what it is, is I'm projecting my own values because as we've talked about, like, there's just people that drop into my DMS to tell me I'm ugly and I don't, I literally don't think a thing about it. I think it's like pretty entertaining. And the, for me, that's normal. And I don't mind. Uh, but most people, I guess, do not feel that way necessarily and, and like physical stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I think I told you like D-Fang, uh, d- 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 one time he was exercising in my living room and I, I was like, man, you skip leg day? And I was... Ooh. Obviously joking, because D Fang is ripped as fuck. But he's like, he looked at me like somewhat hurt, and he was like, "I had an injury a few months ago." And I was like, "No, I'm teasing. I'm fuck. you jacked as fuck. Like, it's a joke." But that's I find that that's like
0: but how that's a, people, t- a, a hot button issue for somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And like, I won't put him on. I won't put him in a in a situation. But uh, a friend who was secretly not my friend for many for maybe a year because I said something about his appearance where I was completely joking. <laughs> he held on to it for a year and was self-conscious about it really didn't feel good about it. And uh, so but you I, 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 I got to like, keep it in mind that like, yeah, yes,
2: dude, because
0: appearance is, is, this is, is a new. different thing, you know? Yeah. Come on, dude. Are we really going like, to have to teach he, it? Like you're 74 years old. You don't want to talk to people by now. You know what? I think you can go like, I mean, I, I'd make fun of you for, like, when you wore, like, the fucking jumpsuit that still smelled like gasoline when the person sure. died in it. Like, you can just be like, all right, I'm not going to wear that on Tom anymore. But if it's yeah, kind of if like. You got,
1: yeah, but if you got, like, a like, did up they face, Like, you can't make your face, your, face your face in the
0: dog cookies. Sure. Whatever. Like, you'd, you'd be like, that's my and face.
1: That's all true. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, I take it on face value that every sane person can determine a tone. And you know when you're getting a nasty tone out of somebody, and you know when somebody's joking. And- but
0: so for for example, yeah, I don't know Defang. Yeah, right. From all accounts, anyone I've ever spoken to have has glowing things to say about, like one of the nicest people in hardcore, like unbelievably kind guy. He's obviously a very athletic and fit person. Right, mm-hmm. those people are crazy. Because it's never enough. Like that dude will like, you know. It's not just like he's not doing it like you know twice a week. Like they work out every day. So like you saying that is kind of being like, fuck. My quads not Mm -hmm. like what they like. That's like a big fucking thing. And that's like the equivalent of being like you know going to like an overweight person. Like did you lose weight? Because that could throw somebody into a fucking tizzy. For sure. like
1: uh, yes, I understand. I'm just. I'm in such a different space where if somebody tells me like, "Yo, you look weak," it just makes me want to work out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make me like feel away. Like, it, 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 so I'm proje- I'm obviously projecting, but I also think that you know, if people are being honest, they can determine a tone. You know what I mean? But if at that point, D-Fang and I don't know, didn't know each other. We hadn't toured together yet. I don't think at that point. So like, right. he, he doesn't know me, and he doesn't know how I'm how I talk. So like, that's a thing.
0: But, but athletic yes, folks, especially, is. are very like fucked. Like they're yeah. trying to do everything. And like, even a joke like that, you're, you know, like, oh, well, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had that cookie yesterday. Mm. Or whatever the fuck, you know, like you just have to, you know.
1: Y- you know what I think mm. part of it is? Is I think when it's you not come not so high from, and mighty
2: and well, I think I when know you come you're from like. A, he's just it. in a different space, Tom. <laughs> whatever, bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? Cool, <laughs> I think bro.
1: part of it is larger family sort of stuff. Like, there's just like a different type of camaraderie. Like I call my dad names. I can't say on this podcast when I see him, you know what I mean? Like, like I'll just see him at the airport and I'll, I'll start laying into him. You know what I mean? So it's just like a different sort of thing. Not everybody conducts themselves like that. I get it. I just wish that they did because I I don't ever, there's literally, I've never said something to someone with the intention of hurting them ever. I've said hurtful things. I recognize that I'm not stupid, but like, I've never like, that's not in me even to say like an intentionally cutting thing. Maybe when I was in my early twenties, you know what I mean? But it's been a long time.
2: Three or four years at least. Yeah, <laughs> At least. <laughs> um, so we've established that Patrick is a word bully. Um, yeah, yeah, but not on purpose. So don't not take on it purpose. seriously just from being in a big family with a dad. That's calls Bad words. That's, that's how we define it. That's right. Um, um, <laughs> So we're good. How big is uh, your family, Pat? I mean,
1: 300, uh, <laughs> four in the immediate three in addition. My dad's got seven kids. My 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 mother has four total.
2: So, uh, wow. you could right. say
1: seven, but I would, you know, in the immediate family four, but
2: there was always four, four. in like the I, nuclear seven in the, yeah. in the pack. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Who's the nicest sibling of yours?
1: Eh, none of us are that nice. Um,
0: I mean,
2: are you, up, you? Are know, you thinking? Do you think you are? By default, well,
1: my mother might say I am. Um, That's a good sign. I don't know. I could text her. I'll what would say, your I'll father see. say? He would Carmelo not say. Carmelo
0: Anthony. He, he would not say. would I wish Carmelo Anthony was my son. <laughs>
1: yeah, he does wish that. That's Yo, what fact.
2: if? What if instead of lifting a weight, you spent the next, you know, all your free time for physical activity shooting jumpers. And develop the mid-range I, game. That, you want to like, hear something crazy? Let's thought hear it. about it.
1: I thought. I thought about it. I thought. I had this thought the other day. I was like, I wonder how many hours I would have to put oh. into being good at basketball this late in my life to be even passable at basketball. To be good.
2: To be like playground good. Uh, yeah, a pretty good amount. I mean, I think if you put in a hundred, you could play. You could play. I don't know where you're at right now. But I will say for young like Easton, he's getting jumpers up. He has a uh, when he turns I, I don't remember what the bet is. I think when he turns 12, no, when he turns 10, he's supposed to have a basketball game against, uh, against friend of the show Dave uh, who's not very good at sports. so um, the bet was, does can Easton beat Dave at basketball at age 10 and and it's we're on track, we're on a very strong track. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So he can he can hit shots from the free throw line, and for somebody who's just pretty, you know, yeah. who's you know four My something feet? is yeah. is four four is pretty good. Um, oh wow,
0: it takes a lot of strength. You
1: want to hear? Oh yeah. You want to hear how bad at basketball I am? Yeah, I'd be I'd be willing to bet any living human being, regardless of mobility concerns, that is taller than me could beat me at basketball. <laughs> Literally any living person, regardless of it it doesn't matter what kind of struggles they're dealing with. (laughs) They could they could beat me at basketball.
0: Mm. We ever Uh, do? We should do an axe to grind like three on three tournament, like at like Sound and Fury or something. Yeah, Uh, all in, all in. Pat's not on our team though. (laughs) Do we have any? uh, Do we have? Have we had any guest hosts that are like?
2: I mean, we obviously good. need
0: a point guard because I'm kind of slow. I'm an outside shooter. Bob's tall. He could probably play the ins- inside. I can
2: play inside, but I can slash. I can handle the ball enough. Yeah. Um, but do we but have I a straight point guard? Like, nah, I- I'm trying to Dave think. Weinberg? Of... I think we go oddly. I don't know oh, if he we can hoop, t-
0: But he yeah, can. he's an athletic out. dude. He plays. He's, he's athletic. Backs.
2: He looks athletic. So, um, I think if we're talking guests, it's him. That's fair. Um, if like, not, what do we think about Pat Flynn? Rego- Pat Flynn? Like, remotely nah. athletic. He jogs. He runs remotely. Do you remember? You- do you remember the quote, t- Patrick? When we saw Pat in in uh, when we did the the interview with him, his comment was, "I run so I can eat Jersey Mike's." <laughs> Smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do.
2: Big fan. Uh, big fan. Think of Jay Mindforce
0: yeah. might be a baller.
2: That's fact. I don't know. Yeah. He could be. He's got the frame. I'd like to see him. I could hoop with him. Um, I mean, we also got to take all the,
0: the teams, all the bands that we had on. That's true. For the lot that of opens America. it up, I feel it like does. we might have like uh, a the magnitude
2: key, like, dudes. The magnitude dudes and me talked about playing basketball together, so they they might be in there. Um, when they recorded, I believe Russ was wearing a UNC jersey, so that's cool. I mean, he's already got the uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so here's what we want. Um, for the next, you know, for the next year, Pat, just work on your jumpers so the next time you see your dad in person, you can just grab a ball and like flip it into the hoop like it's no big deal. Like you're stuffed curry with the shot, you know?
1: I'd like to I'd like to finally make him proud.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh guys, let's talk hardcore. We've wasted everyone's time here. Um today's topic is like I first wanted to say, this is like sliders, but I was like, yeah, that's that can mean a lot of different things. Like people are gonna be like, oh, you mean like that TV show? And I'm like, no, not like that fucking TV show. Or, <laughs> you mean you I mean like, you the, mean
1: like uh, uh, White
2: Castle burgers? Like the mini burgers, and okay. uh, and then All I was right, like, I well, question? yes.
0: What, what is your uh, impression of why they're called sliders? Because I think ours probably will vary.
2: Um, the White Castle specific one. Um, which is the only, the first time I learned the definition of it when I was with my father and he got some and I was like, Oh, do you think I'd like it? And he's like, probably not. <laughs> I was like, why are they called sliders? And he's like, well, cause you eat it and it slides right through you.
0: Okay. That's, 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 why. that's
2: my definition as well. Okay. There we go. There, it's it's like, the yeah, it like slides
0: out your butt. I go, yeah. Oh. That's
2: the white castle definition. Okay. I don't know why else, but, um, but then I was like, okay, should we call this like a flight episode? Because I've, I've been intrigued. Like, you know, I'm not drinking beer, but they'll do flights. And I, I was like, yeah, you know what? They should do flights of ice cream with different samples. You I know, think like they do favorite. that. They do like flights and of they, coffee. They do. Exactly. So I was like, yeah, oh, this is kind of like a this is like flight. But then, of course, that's another double meaning flights. So is this like travel hardcore? And I'm like, no, it's not like fucking get on an airplane. Also, by the way, Patrick's back in on airplanes, full on, just loves flying everywhere now. Can't get flying enough
1: 40, $49 flights.
2: Yeah. All of a sudden, the radiation he was getting, it's, it, he's just wearing tinfoil. That's his only uh, carry-on, his tinfoil hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mostly. It's not- so it's not sliders, it's not flights, but it's many topics. Uh, and I, Oh, and then the other one was, I was thinking like sampler, but I was like, yo, we literally do a sampler plate episode, and I think that's better representative of that. So... The idea today is topics that we've had bouncing around in our heads that maybe sort of could be fully formed episodes at some point, mm. but we're not totally sure, or they're just kind of like a little idea. So like, hey, let's put that idea out there. I like it. Yeah. And, and you know, nothing too heavy, but some, some different ideas. Um, would either one of you like to start or would you like me to start? I have one I could
0: start with. Kick it. It's the only one I have so far, but I will think of another one. Of course. So a thing that came up to me today that like kind of occurred to me when we were discussing, um, we were pre-pro, and you know because we're, pro- yes, we're yes. professionals. Um, do you think label like so when labels do reissues, mm. do you think they have any responsibility to add to the to, to the the release? Meaning, like, I don't want to say who it is or why. All right, so a band that I love mm-hmm. and a label that I love uh-huh. reissued a record that had been out of print for a little while. A
2: record you love? A record
0: that I love. Yep. That a lot of people love. So, uh, you know, psyched, fucking ordered it, whatever. There's nothing more to it than the the version I already had. Yeah. Oh. So, like, you know... Th- if you're going to reissue stuff, and I don't know if it's like price prohibitive, and that's something that you guys would probably answer better than I could. Do you think the labels, like if they are reissuing something that's been out in the original form for a while, then like packaged with other things and now are being reissued again? Yeah. Like, are we talking, you know, is it like, you know, is like a gatefold with some old flyers like the bare minimum on something like that?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I actually really like this. Okay, so the broad question is when a label is doing a reissue of a record, not a repress, a reissue, so it's been out of press and there is some call for it.
0: Right. Well, what's All right, here's let's clarify the let's define those terms.
2: Yeah. So, repress is like if you put out a record and the pressing of it sells out, you repress it. Typically so a in a very thing. similar, yeah, yeah, totally. So right. a reissue is something that was at least for some time out of print. Okay, That's as opposed to being sold out and hey, we're just making more. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, Hmm. Pat, go in and then I'll I'll kick my ideas.
1: Uh, so I don't know if this is a popular viewpoint among uh, people that are going for you know reissue feelings or whatever, but. Uh, there's literally no faking it. Nobody's going to be confused about what pressing this is. So I don't understand why you'd ever adhere to the classic uh, thing. Exactly. Now, if it's got iconic art, you're going to want to stay with that iconic art.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: But I, and, and as we keep talking about the, uh, another planet, uh, like, that's kind of right on the line where those became iconic to a certain generation in this yeah. small and strange way. Uh, but those are kind of ass on the face of them. Um, and it's they only. Were thrown by together.
2: Ver- yeah, it was yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but They're, they I, feel like very utilitarian style when you look back at it, you know, which, which to be honest, Hey, that's got a they lot are. of classic material on CD, some of which had never been on CD before. So, right.
0: So it's one of those things like, listen to these, then maybe you can find the old versions. Sure.
2: Uh, I think you keep the
1: uh, art if it's good or great. uh, We know if it's not good or great. Everybody knows if it's not good or great. If you are the only person that thinks it's good or great and you're reissuing it, listen to everyone else. Don't listen to yourself. Uh, And uh, I think you just ramp it up to 10. Uh, And I think it doesn't have to be a uh gatefold but i think that it's kind of in some small way required now and
0: you know i mean a, gatefold was just kind of like a catch all kind of thing
1: yeah for sure I, I just to say it's a premium product in whatever way um so i uh, oh,
2: i mean so 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 yeah go ahead sorry
1: i i i think that yes there is some obligation to do it right unless the point is just to get it out back out in the world because it's been out of it's been out of press for so long. In which case I guess, but if it's been out of press that long and you got the rights to it, why not dump the extra six thousand into it and make it fucking fantastic, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, so a good example of this right now is what the folks at Radio Raheem are doing. All of their reissues look really incredible. Uh what the uh I think it's Trust Company did with the Circle Jerks Group Sex and Seven Seconds the Crew reissues look incredible big layouts, additional content, all that fun stuff. Let me parse this a little bit. Reissuing. You're reissuing a very personal thing to you because you think it's great and you want to speak it out into the world. Okay. You know, that's a passion project. You, you might even anticipate losing money. I'm not super mad, but even there, And this is where we go, even there, have respect for the thing you are professing to love, to love so much that you are making more of it, you know, to to spread the word. If it's something that exists beyond that, that has a broader appeal or things people want or, or really care about, one, yes, you do. You owe that, if for nothing else, the fact that you love it, you know, like... I don't know it's it's, it's uh it, you know if it's something you love, you treat it with respect and, and dignity and you want it to be good. you want it to be as good as it was. if you're doing it again, it should be even better, you know um, Pat, you made the good point of the art because i've I've you know worked on projects where the original art was not discarded, but discographies did new art. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, this is a different kind of reissue, not straight reissue. So there's not, but it's like, yo, like the cover of bringing it down is kind of perfect for bringing it down. So you know, eight. like, right? That's that's what we want to see. There are things you can do, and it's like, okay, is the is the art iconic? Most of the times it will be, or it's just, or is it like indelibly attached to something? Yeah. If the answer's even kind of maybe so, don't mess with it because. At the same as as much as you're saying you respect and love the music and the the record, do the same for the art. And uh, the best stuff I've seen of that are ones that give the whole package the treatment. So so the record sounds good if it's been you know maybe make sure it sounds good pressed on high quality stuff. Yo, go into the art catalog. If that's a gatefold, great. Do a pull out sleeve with sketches of the album cover. Whatever it is. If we're reissuing stuff in 2021, if we're actually putting something on physical vinyl or whatever it is, we're, we're using the resources, we better fucking make it look good. You know what I mean? And not
0: to say this, like the things
2: look bad. No, but if it's just straight, it's like, oh, okay.
0: I mean, like, for example, how many times has Star Today been repressed?
2: Oh, I mean...
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, is a lot. hypothetical. I mean, have, I yeah. mean but I'm saying 30, 40...
2: I mean, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Nothing's changed except the color. Yep, the color of the vinyl a few times. You um, know what I'm saying?
0: So, yep. like, people will buy it. So, it's one of those things that's kind of like... It's almost like, well, I mean, I'll put it out there. You can just throw it out there. People are going to buy the shit. You're going to sell out of them regardless. That's true. Or do you want to make it like a fucking collector's item? And, you know, like... I would love for the next pressing to start today be like, oh shit, it comes with a little zine. Or it comes with, like... Something that's more, you know, of the time because, I mean, it, it's all based on nostalgia. Sure.
2: If you're going to do that, like, go full bore. Well, now, so here's the one thing I'll say is that a record like Start Today, this is the interesting part. <laughs> this isn't, you know, airing out Dirty Laundry. This is just I've fucking been around and seen enough. They did a final pressing of a bunch of the Rev Classics in the early 2000s. And it was essentially to run out the print. Running out the print means that when you order jackets for a record, sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, it's just significantly more cost effective to run off 10,000 jackets than it is 5,000, like cost-effective, you know? And, and even, even more so small numbers. Like the cost of pr- printing 3,000 covers is nominal compared to the is nominally more than the cost of printing 1,000 covers. Sure. So if you know you're going to sell it, you can go. Oh, all right, I'll print an even even smaller range. Like I've done records where I printed a thousand LP jackets and only press five hundred copies. Because if you have to ditch the record covers, hence the RevHQ mail order, folks. Everybody who's oh, like, boy. man, they send covers in them. Yeah, because it's just cardboard to them, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, because they end up with these extra loose sleeves. So um, so those were all run out pressings. Basically, going hey, the vinyl market dipped, which it did in the early 2000s, folks. Um, there was a time where Rev stopped pressing vinyl for most of their new releases, right? Um, which was interesting. And now you see what vinyl is; it's full on. So, uh, so yeah. So, outside of that, Start Today never went out of press.
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: it's pressed in pretty good quantities because there's always a demand for it at stores. So it's not so much nostalgia. It's discovery core, just like the black flag SST records. Sure. Do you know how many copies of some of those have been pressed? I I can't even wager to guess. And every so often they're like, Oh yeah, we'll do, you know, a thousand on blue or 500 on blue or whatever it is. Yeah. They rarely even announce what those numbers are, if ever. And it just ends up in record stores. Right, but they That's cool. Yeah, they just press it because there's demand. So, so those records never go out of press. That is the exception to the rule, as you're illustrating, Tom. Ninety-nine percent of the time for hardcore records, they go out of press. They're out of press for some time, and demand builds up. And right. at that point, I one thousand percent agree. I like we're not throwing anyone in the boss under the boss here. It's just no, that no, there no. are really good examples and there's a million different little things you can do to make a pressing cool whether that's like like pat was saying the gate folds um embossed sleeves i don't know if you guys have ever seen but i really like the um matte glossy stuff where it's like oh the band name is in like a gloss and the yes. rest of yeah. the cover's matte oh, like that stuff's all fun like you can do that i forget the term for it so someone is yelling at somebody who presses records is yelling about that um there's tons of that kind of stuff that you can do that makes it fun. And by the way, if you do that, what happens? The person who was going to pass on it because it was straight repressed goes, oh, that's cool. I'll buy that now, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like I was going to buy it, whether it was like if they were sending me the fucking record in a fucking in a Ziploc bag, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, what I mean? it's like they this, had you. Yeah, a, they had you. Right. It's a record that's that important to a lot of us. So it's like sure. it's not, you know. And it's no slight, you know, it's just like, I wonder, like, do, do label, you know, it's like, oh, you get it, you're like, oh, all right, I had this, I had this already, you know, it's like, it's just a newer version of the one I already had, you know, like, I love, like, the the, the random, like, the accoutrement, as they say, that, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Radio Raheem does, or whoever, like, that it's kind sure. of like, this is fucking aw-. like, even, like, you know, our buddy Justin, with Closed Casket, like, you know, he took, he, so he reissued the Indecision Most Precious Blood record. Yep. Like, and he could have done a regular fucking just like because that was out of print for fucking twenty years. Yep, Yeah, you know, he could have done whatever, of course. But like he got old photos, together new photos and flyers and this and that. You know what I mean? Like and like you know it, it adds to the to the value of the of of the piece of art that you're buying.
2: So so we sing praises of of all the label friends that we have who do this stuff. But like Justin's a great example to be honest. Trey and the folks at Deathwish, like when yep. they did the Resurrection discography. Yes, exactly. Like they really pieced it together. They wanted it to not just be like, hey, right. here it is. They, they had the LP remastered, remixed and remastered because it always sounded like garbage. Um,
0: right. It was all pieces of things that I already had. Right. And I bought and it but again,
2: they, but they put it together in a nice package. Right. Justin, I'll speak to this directly because we've had several conversations about this, about things he has done and things he hasn't done yet. He isn't going to do it unless he has a good idea of how to do it. That's a great sign. If, and maybe a good like like uh, cheat code, if for some reason you find yourself in the spot, or even you're just putting out a record, don't do it unless you can think of the cool way that you're going to do it, and you know how to do that and you can afford to do that and all those things, it'll be it's worth the effort to make it cool.: Yes. What's the coolest record that uh, that you've put out, Tom? Like coolest looking, rather coolest. looking. Um, the coolest looking record. MPB, I mean, I, MPB, nothing in vain has that nice metallic print. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's a yeah. It's like uh,
0: it's yeah. It's kind foil. of akin to it's what you were saying print. with the yeah. It's like foil on top of. So we were like the OG. Like you know how like all like those bands made foil shirts we made the foil record that everybody okay
2: no, um, i actually think it works really well with the layout it
0: looks great and it, yeah because everything's like gray and kind of um yep. i would say um the best kind of lay on everything is definitely the closed casket version of nothing in vain sure um i have like a soft spot in my heart for the the record release version of nothing in. Uh, uh, oh, i'm sorry no so, closed casket version of Indecision, Most Precious Blood. My soft spot is the record-release version of Nothing in Vain, which is just the the slip cover is the uh, is the Crossbuster Bad Religion logo.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool, Patrick. What's the coolest-looking record you've released?
1: Uh, speaking of, uh, in, uh, is it embossed? What's the uh, you and I both don't know the term for. Uh,
2: so Boss is the raised level. Raised. Yeah, that's not Oh, it. yeah, they Iron did it. Pe- is it duets? Did he do that on?
1: No, 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 no. Iron Pier did a did a record for us where uh, they made good use of th- – what is that slick shit called? The- <laughs> <laughs> We're so stupid. I know. Uh,
2: really dumb. Really dumb. Uh, I've Bob, done it for I, records.
1: I usually go to you for this know, shit. You're the sourcing I guy.
2: I uh, know. I, I've literally done it for records like the the mother mercy seven inch the no eden seven inch has this where it's
1: yeah it, if, you, part, if you were part one of gloss, the gloss, part matte, yeah 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 i don't know what that is Gl- yeah whatever Gl- gloss uh gloss highlight we'll call it yeah whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. um the uh <clears throat> i think it, just as you said that's a nice touch uh i would have also liked i think we had a not um what do they call those japanese strips obi obi I don't believe we had an obi strip I I think they're kind of a pain in the ass but we have had an obi strip for a record I think I like it's an fun. obi strip a lot um yeah. so I like I look I'm a very basic type of uh, record guy I like the simple shit like that that gloss highlights has always work for me and are cool you yep. you, t- you do a little obi strip with that shit uh you mm-hmm. can even put it in Japanese uh, and I'm a happy guy. I think that that shit looks classic. Uh, it looks like something that is a premium item that you got from a an import store, and it's cool. Yes.
2: Yo, shout out to the little differences on that on layouts. I believe the Carpet Company version of the new Turnstile record has an alternate sleeve where all of the text on the back is in Arabic. Oh, wow. Yeah. I believe, which is... Cool shit. Looks really cool. It's one of those things you look at and you're like, wait a second. Oh, oh, that's cool. You know? So uh shout out to those little things. Yo, great great topic. If so, I think it's very true for reissues, but I also think it's true for new records. And I think it's hard because yo, if you're the small label that's scraping it together just to do it, or you're just putting out your own record or your own demo or whatever, yo, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, um, do it however you can, but as you progress, there's all these things I think about as being somebody who put out a pretty fair amount of records. I wish I had done glued sleeves only for all the seven inches I did just because I think they're rad. I just think they're cool. What's hmm. the option? Fold over sleeve.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, you know
2: what yeah, I mean? Yeah. The seven inch with just the fold sleeve versus like a glued, go, sleeve, yeah. like glued pocket sleeve. Yeah. Um, those are the two most common. Uh, I wish – there was a couple LPs I did that, yo, like the records, two of them, and they're good records. I did fold-over sleeves for the jackets because I wasn't convinced they'd sell well. Uh, Spoiler, they didn't. Um, And I didn't want to do all the print of LP jackets, so I did these really oversized, you know, 12 and a quarter by 24 and change uh, fold-over sleeves. So they're unique, shitty in a record collection. And it probably saved me like no joke, I probably saved a hundred dollars, hmm. and I'm like, yo, even when I put those out, I was probably 26. I definitely wasted that hundred dollars doing dumb stuff, like eating pizza <laughs> you know so yeah. so you know, um, don't have my regrets as somebody who's put out records, and uh, you know just just treat treat, treat the efforts you do. You know go and I feel really good about a lot of the records I put out and feel really good about the way they turned out and all that, but um, but there were little things like that that were cutting corners that I look back and wish I hadn't, so:
1: yeah um'm I'm, so I'm looking for solutions for this upcoming year because plant delays being what they are, um, mm-hmm. and uh, like how do you make premium lathe product, you know? there's all types of, I think I'm going to uh, buy
2: a lathe machine actually. So we can talk about that.
1: We can talk about that. Cause I'm going to buy uh dead stock, uh, uh, laser discs, uh, and oh, beautiful. Uh, probably do a couple, uh, you know, just 50, uh, because we've got, uh, 50 to a hundred, I guess, because we've got, yeah. uh, 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 some singles that are coming out that they honestly, I, I'm curious what bands that kind of like to produce are going to do because, yeah. I'm thinking of just releasing a lot of self defense stuff as demos this year uh, and doing it like leading up to an LP. Just honestly, like, hey, maybe this will end up on the LP. Maybe it won't, but it won't be this. It won't be this recording. This is just us trying to get the song down. Maybe let people in in that respect because I can't, I've gone too long without releasing music and it kind of makes me puke. So looking for workarounds and also trying to make it cool. Um, I
2: mean yeah we should talk the lathe thing I think is smart I've thought for for bands who are planning to do an LP yo if you're in the interim but you want to still play some shows and have a thing to sell press 50 of a you know A side one of the tracks from the LP B side live song cover whatever the hell you want Um, or even one sided with one track from the LP and then second song is a unique thing and make 50 of them and there's going to be this weird scarcity thing You know what? Fuck it, it's cool. This is a weird time. Um, Same thing with cassettes. Make some demos. I, I I think there's a lot of interesting, cool ideas, and I put it to people to be creative with it because that's the way a lot of cool stuff can happen. And you know, there's no. Despite us being a podcast that talks about form, and we're basically saying don't put out reissues unless they look good, you know what I mean? And we're not we're not being dicks, but like. End of the day, there are no rules to this shit. So you want to put out a cassette? Fucking do it. You want to put out five cassettes next year? Fucking do it. And if you do it, if you make it look cool, it will be cool. That's all there is to it. There you go. Tom, I loved your are topic. You? Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it was just something that occurred to me because I was like, I've also started like really kind of trying to get in with this disc- discogs. Oh, okay. Because I buy, like, not that I'm selling anything, but just, like, keep track of everything. Yo,
2: I, I need to do that. I, I, Dude, I it's a like fucking it nightmare. nightmare. Is it?
0: Oh. Well, no, it's not. But, like, when you don't do it regularly, it's Oh, a pain yeah, ass. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And also, like, so not everyone has a. Uh, I usually use the uh, the um, barcode on the back. Smart. That you can find, you know. But not but everything problem. has it. <laughs> not everyone has it. And as a colorblind human being, when it asks you what version you have, and you Man, go, <laughs> you this struggle. This could be orange. <laughs> this could be light red.
2: You gotta I take a know. photo and send it to us. Yeah, yo, yo, let, let us be your colorblind uh, crutch, f- guide dogs. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, we're in.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, to me, I don't really give a fuck. It's like, oh, this one's worth thirty five, and the other one's worth twenty eight. I don't give a shit. Like, just so I know what I have. Yeah, but um, but that's it. Occurred to me, and I was doing that. And I was like, oh shit, like that's yeah, it's weird. Like I, you know the only two things in my want list are, are now that we talk about it all the time the, another planet reissues I want to see I want them oh, either yeah. on tape or CD I had them and the guy pulled out he wouldn't do it
2: oh he pulled out really and he
0: was just like yeah we don't have those available anymore it was like some oh, rando man. that definitely didn't know what he had
2: what a dickhead
0: I was like god damn that's all I want <laughs> so if anyone I, I'll take anyone holding- is probably number one to me okay yep I don't you know chromex number two
2: yes yes Oh, uh, I mean, we, I'd should, also we take should order the, those—the Warzone ones. I mean, you know. yeah, yeah, yo, uh, yeah, hit, hit a brother up, as they like to say, as the yes. as the kids of the '90s say. Um, all right, Patrick, you going or am I going?
1: I got I got one that might not have that long legs, so we can give it a, give it a little what we can right now.
2: Yo, Tom, that uh, was that was like a 26 minute mini topic. That was exactly what we wanted. Perfect, you nailed you. it. Po- to hit the post. Did my homework.
1: Uh, okay. So, I got uh, some <laughs> COVID. Minutes. <laughs> I got some COVID protocols uh, sent to me for tours. Okay, uh, are, are you guys interested at all? Very yes. So uh, I'm doing a bunch of tours, so I kind of have. Uh, I, I don't. I imagine that these will be pretty universal, but yeah, I currently have the plausible deniability to say that I'm doing, like, three tours, so
2: this could, could be, be any of these. You could have gotten them from another source, which yeah. we know you're hooked in, so let's hear it.
1: Okay, so uh, basically, you're going to need a vaccination card, uh, yep. ph- photocopy acceptable, um, and I'm going to just read some of it, because I don't think I'm talking out of school.
0: So un- uh, bullshit. Next, uh, you're going to have to, like, have these things to get into school, or like have a license to drive a car? This is fucking bullshit. No,
1: listen to this guy. Uh, not the not the cleanest comparison that people think it I mean, is. You did have
0: to have shots to go to school. I,
1: yes, and they were forced on me at a time where I couldn't have made that decision for myself. Oh, uh, <laughs> so you don't
2: have to. You know what?
0: You don't have to play in bands. You could get a
2: fucking job. Because at that time, at that age, you were the legal property of Rusty and Frank. So they, that's correct. They did with you as they, they made the decisions for you. It's that's been all downhill since
0: then. You I, stop letting them make your decisions for you. That's true.
1: That's probably, I mean, <laughs> I would, <laughs> I, I would be right. a state worker right now that would own part of a parking lot with three other guys as part of, like an investment, but there's volunteer wor- te-
2: firefighter sometimes. Yeah. There's maybe?
1: technically worse lives. Um, so, okay. So uh, for this tour, the um, pretty much everybody involved is going to need a vaccination at, or a negative test. Uh, presented 48 hours uh prior uh to entry this is this is kind of for employees staff uh of the venues themselves for individuals not fully vaccinated a negative test must be presented and a mask worn over the mouth nose and mouth uh while on site all food and beverage handlers will be required to wear a mask over the nose and mouth and wear clean gloves at all times clean is uh in capital I hope so. um Gloves must be changed frequently. Uh, photocopy of your of your records will be accepted. Um,
0: okay. So, what does that mean? Forty eight hours? Like, I'm sorry. Sh- sh- well, I mean, I'm dealing with this now from like my my job. So, I'm it's I'm like gonna say nightmare.
1: Yes, I'm gonna say. You know where I fall on this, which is uh, what I would describe as personal liberties, and you would describe as irresponsible. Every all of our listeners on all of our listeners understand. Uh, I even feel like this 48 hours thing is it's, it's, that's feels performance to me because certainly you could be exposed within those meantime, 48 hours. So, so
0: you have to get them done every 48 hours. Like, so, all right, for example, not to cut you off, sure, but, but Jermaine to this, and I was going to say, you should probably do one of these, maybe on a headliner, Bob Mould posted a video of like, cause there's his, he's starting a tour on Thursday
1: mm-hmm.
0: and was like, Hey, it's Bob, you know, kind of it's, we haven't played in 18 months. We are really so excited, but you know, like a really nice thing and it's Bob Mould. So like, you're going to listen to him because it's fucking sure. Bob Mould. And he was just, you know, it's like, uh, you know, my best, you know, please, you know, we're all vaccinated. The crew's all vaccinated. Please go to the websites for each individual place, you know, that we're playing, double check what the rules are there. I'm asking you personally, like if you're in the room with us, you know, while we're playing to keep your mask on, you know, except if you're having a drink or whatever, and he was like, because I'm telling you, he's like, if we have one positive COVID test, the tour is over. And he's like, if you're concerned either about being in a closed in a in a room with a bunch of people, if you're concerned about the vaccines, if you're concerned about anything else, he's like, please, can't you know get your money back? He's like, we'll be back. Like, don't feel like you have to come now. Yeah, but like it was very kind of like, yo, I hear you. Responsible, but like, help. yeah, but like you don't have to like get your money back. Like, don't fucking do something that you don't feel comfortable doing. Like we'll be back again. So like, and, but, and you know. look,
1: e- even with my kind of whatever, however we would define my feelings on it. Uh, I think that that's also worth noting for both sides of this argument is if you're uncomfortable, don't do something you're uncomfortable with. Right. <laughs> well, oh, and well, no, I brought that
0: up sad. because he mentions, he's like the band and crew will be getting tested every two days.
1: So that's what I find interesting. I don't think I'm being asked to be tested in let. Well, okay. Let me get to it actually, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, yeah no, sure. On. Sure. So, uh, I'm jumping all over the place right now. Uh, okay. So here's what I think is interesting. Uh, there's no guests backstage. Uh, it's, sure. it's only crew, uh, and, uh, bands. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of people for whom that makes the experience of touring less fun. As you can imagine, that makes me so happy.
2: <laughs> like, that is. Right, here's a question for you, Pat. Can't yes. bother you at even the slightest.
0: No. Nope. Yeah. Sorry to like not to to make you know
2: to do the great grand
0: inquisition. Sure. But like, so I'm sure you know some of the bigger tours. There's like the thing that they're doing called the bubble. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you allowed to venture out on your own? No. Right. Like, your, your usual, like, I'm going to go find a Whole Foods and, like, sit there for three hours before the show, you may not actually be able to do that, right?
1: Okay, Holy okay. Jesus so th- I don't think I'll be asked for that at any time. I will say that um, load-ins of the tours that I'm uh, – like, I'm getting information on uh, are way later. And I think that that is to minimize time in a closed space together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like – uh, or cross-contact right. between bands, et cetera, that sort of thing. Um, way later. Honestly, so uh, that's a totally that's like a very interesting phenomenon to me. That support acts are are going to be, kind of like, hey, no disrespect, stay like away from the from Yeah, don't you get me I mean? sick. Uh, <laughs>
0: They're paying to see us.
1: Yeah, and honestly, that's as it should be. I don't have I it, I don't have any problem with that at all. Like th- these acts that uh, the whole tours are contingent on should be doing everything. In, they should be looking out for themselves, as you would think. Yeah, right? yeah. So, uh, so, Tom, to answer your question about uh, testing, though, um, it looks like I am going to be uh, kind of, uh, I don't know what they call that, uh, temp tested, basically, uh, every day. Uh, and if my temperature uh, is at all higher, then we go to that next test. Um, and I'm not allowed in. I'm um, straight up if I have a temperature over like w- that constitutes fever. And to be honest, it is n- way lower than That's I would possible. think. Like if I jog around the yeah. block, I might, that might be my temperature. You think so? so? Right.
0: Sure. You think so? But I,
1: I mean, the number that I'm looking at is like, I'm being given the number a hundred. I bet I could, yeah. get my, I bet I could get my fucking <laughs> temperature to a hundred.
0: There were so, a few times this summer mm-hmm. that I went to work that you know i'd probably walk 3 or 4 blocks from the train in like you know 95 degree weather
1: oh tom
0: sweating uh, like a you know like true. like a full fucking sweaty mess for sure and i'd have to get to the i'd get to the building they'd be like take your glasses off we're just going to have to take your temperature and it would be like 97.2 and i feel like i'm feel like i'm a million
1: <laughs> were you nervous
0: like there's no way yeah cuz i was like <laughs> there's no way i'm not 98.6 or below like I'm on foot, like I'm sweating. My toes are sweating. Like there's no way that this is. And then I was just like, either I don't know how biology works, or like this machine's a little Uh fucked.
1: I don't know. Maybe you're right. I I would guess that I could get my temperature up, but uh, I think you'd
0: be surprised, though. Seriously, it's weird. Maybe.
1: Uh, I'm I'm actually now looking. Um, so. Oh, everything I saw just tells me what kind of jacket I should wear to run. That's not very helpful. Um, so anyway, the uh, so yeah, I gotta get a anyone who displays or confirms they are experiencing symptoms or a temperature consistent with those of someone infected. That's a, uh, about 100 degrees. Shall right. not be allowed entry into the venue. Your information will remain private. What I'm curious about is um, the idea that I could test um, temperature-wise, I could test high and not be allowed to perform, but show up the next day and pass that test. That's That feels uh, like an abundance of caution to me because, uh, or, or not an abundance of caution. It feels like almost like a misguided question to me because I feel like I should probably be requisite to get an, a proper COVID test in the interim. Otherwise, you know, I, I, what, what was that all for? You know? Um, uh, dressing rooms and catering areas, uh, are disf- disinfected, prior to arrival. Uh, as I said, no outside crew, uh, let's see all backstage areas, uh, disinfected. Uh, here's the part that I thought was, uh, it, as face coverings cannot be worn while eating, adequate eating space must be provided to ensure physical distancing while maintaining, uh, what w- will be maintained during meal periods. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And uh the signage has to be all over the venue. Uh it's saying hey, this is what is expected of you, which makes sense, but it, it's interesting that it's in writing here. So uh this is all stuff that you probably that you guys probably expected, right?
0: Yeah, and there's probably like a COVID um like a manager of some sort, right? There, so
1: very Tom, you know, you're playing, you're playing like you don't know, but you know, <laughs> this. It, it's it's called a COVID compliance officer.
0: And that's and, what it was. Yes. Wow. Old um, CCO.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a CCO. Um, uh, will be on, uh, I guess every major tour. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, for example, we won't put you, I mean, one of them is you're probably on the tour right now while this goes up.
1: Yeah. Well, but I like, I, So I'm going out with Thrice. I'm going out with Citizen, and then there's other stuff that's not announced. So this really could be anybody.
0: Right, right. But so I mean, irrespective of that, like not even putting that up. But like, think of like a tour, like you guys, Touche and and Thrice. Yep. At the most, between band and crew, you're talking twenty five people, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Think about like you know, a while back I had gone to see Green Day, Mm -hmm. and there were fucking forty thousand tickets sold. There's got to be hundreds of people on that tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, to, say, imagine say having hundred, like one hundred hundred or two plus people. For sure. It's got to be. I mean, you think, like, you know, like th- these are bands that, like, you know, the bands fly to the next show and then all of their fucking people. But can you imagine like having to be the one or two CCO people that are like in charge of, because that was like the New York show, um, somebody in Full Out Boys camp tested positive. So then like, obviously they couldn't play, but like they weren't even allowed to come to the show.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I, I
0: like can't... it's outdoors. Like they can't, they, I mean like if you're not the person that was sick and you tested negative, like you weren't even allowed anywhere near the fucking building. That's yeah. Wild. I mean,
1: look that we could call that an abundance of caution in a positive or negative way. But the reality is like, as much as I'm, um, as much as I'm critical of some of this stuff, I think from a purely practical point of view, you're talking about uh, a lot of people's livelihoods. You're not just talking about any like if, for example, if an opener, I'm going to be taking, you know, this thrice tour, for example, and also uh, the citizen tour. Uh, we're not the headliner of either of those tours. I'm going to be taking it very seriously because it's, to me, this is somebody else's money. You, you know what I mean? So sure, uh, it, it's a, uh, and I think that that's how we're going to have to look at it. And look, Tom, I I know that you get people hitting you about things I say on this podcast. Uh, I also get people that kind of are more extreme on this topic than I am hitting, hitting me. Uh,
0: I'm a CNN liberal, whatever the fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I think that, uh, regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, I think those of us that are doing support slots, uh, just have to really treat it like more like a job, that, than I'm necessarily accustomed to, but I'm not mad at that because this is really uh, headliner right. livelihood stuff, right?
0: Yeah. Like adult money.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm not mad at any bands that I'm like. At least the COVID protocols that I've been sent so far are, to my eye, not unreasonable. Even if I wouldn't, you know, even if they wouldn't be how I'd conduct myself, I'd still go well. <laughs> you know I mean, I, I,
0: I, I get yeah. It. If you'd like let everyone cough in your mouth, mouths. I say would. It's fake.
1: I would, but. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a
0: little different. That's I, not for I feel everybody. Like that's, not, that's Right. Not I think you're, you're, yeah, there's probably a happy medium somewhere in there. But, <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I thought that this is, I think that trying to figure this out, threading this particular needle is super interesting uh, f- for this moment. I think that uh, a lot of the smaller acts that um, kind of are getting uh, support opportunities at this moment uh, are going to be looking at a lot of this stuff. And, uh, I also wonder how kind of very basement or VFW style acts uh, are going to be handling this because uh, I think it's fine for someone like to me to say, hey, each one of these people is accountable to themselves and only themselves. Uh, if you feel uncomfortable going to a show, don't go to a show. Uh, but you really don't want to be the person that caused other people to be sick. You know what I mean? Like no matter how you feel about whatever, you don't want to get other people sick. So – I don't know. I I, I I don't know how you fellas feel about this, but everything that I just read felt pretty reasonable.
2: Sure, sounds reasonable. I largely think we're in a space where, uh, you know, caution to abundance of caution is is the range, right? And you boiled it down correctly when you said that for some people this is livelihood and i'm not talking about the bands per se but obviously they're in that group but there's people who are out on the road as as tour managers or whatever whatever front of
1: house anybody i mean yeah Uh,
2: yeah, venue staff all that um
0: I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our
1: band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists.
0: Trust me, these conversations go some
2: wild places. So subscribe to The Show on the Road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. And it's the attendee thing. It's more than ever personal responsibility and And it's not personal responsibility to anyone except yourself first and foremost, and then you can kind of go from there and extend it as much as you want, or if you choose as low as you want, that's up to you. But I I really do think it's that, that is the adage. If you feel weird about going, think about it, do your own research and search your feelings, because yo, know, I've I've done a ton of research, and there's still things I'm like, ah, I don't know, do I feel good about that? Do I not feel good about that? You know, and you find you find your truth in this shit. So, so go for that. Here's my question, you know? though. Yeah. Now,
0: if so, yeah, it's I mean, obviously it's your choice if you want to go, if you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. But don't you think like if there's things put in place that like kind of ameliorate some of your concerns? Like, for the – well, I mean, I'm the the greater good guy. But, like, for example, right, probably about a month ago, by the time you hear this, me and my buddy Anthony went to go see Lucy Dacus played musical at Williamsburg, right? She was on tour with uh, Bright Eyes, mostly outdoor shows. They were doing some off-night shows indoors. So they're supposed to play Terminal 5. Um, he cancels all indoor shows for the rest of the summer. Right. So she's out on tour, and she's like, well, cool. I'm going to do – um, played a musical called Williamsburg, like you know, announced on like a Thursday for a Sunday night show. You had to, w- you know, pr- bring proof of full vaccination, and you had to wear a mask inside. Mm. By you know, by the artist, you know, tr- like request. Guess what? She sold that re- that show out in like an hour. So like, a- and. It was it, the show itself was so like kind of like it felt more joyous than most things I've been to. Mm. Because it felt like oh we can like kind of like everyone's like looking out for each other. And like you you, you know, like it's it was almost like a relief that like you like if, if it wasn't kind of everyone being like, Can you like wear a mask? Like Bob Mould is requesting right. that, that is is saying everyone's gotta wear a mask. If it's like up to pe- people are shit and like people are not going to do the right thing for other people, but that kind of I feel like that drags down the whole vibe. Like I'm less likely to go to a show when I go. Well, I don't, you know, like if not everyone's going to do the right thing, like then I don't necessarily want like want to put myself at risk or put someone else at risk or what you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean- I mean, it's just weird. Like I mean, Bob Mould be like. You know what? How much it sucks to be in a band and have every fucking person watching you with a mask over their face. Uh, That shit sucks. You don't know what's going on. You having fun. You hating it. You mouthing along. Do you not learn the words? Like what the fuck's happening? (laughs) Uh, It's not ideal for them either. You're not wrong. But but here's the thing. It's like well, this isn't like a necessary evil right now. Or you fuck off and don't play until next summer, when things may be different, and then you don't have to worry about it. Like, there's, you got a choice. Like, no one doesn't – there's no one on this in, in fucking – well, I was going to say on Earth, but there are people on Earth that don't have choices. You have a choice here. Everyone's got a choice. You may not like the choices, but you have a choice. Like, for example, like the Department of Labor is making it – like, if you have over 100 employees, you have – everyone has to be vaccinated. Like, there are all these different rules that are coming into yeah, fruition. Yeah, right, right. Where it right. will we'll have come into fruition by now. Like – if you're choosing not to get tested and not to get vaccinated, that's the equivalent of you're just, you're, you're resigning.
1: Yeah. Right. I've seen I mean, some of that, it, yeah, right. There's, there's a there's
0: so you have choice. It sucks.
1: Yes. There's a, you converse- a choice. there's a conversation on how compelled you are or how coerced you are at that moment. Uh, and I think it's again, like without getting too heavy on this, uh, I think it opens up a lot of doors that people do not want to open up regarding, like our, our responsibilities to each other and how we do not enact those at every other moment of our lives. But we have chosen to right now. I think that there's going to be like, it's going to open a lot of weird legal doors. Obviously, some of the states are going to push back against that federal law. And I think that there's going to be a ton, truly a ton of exemptions. Uh, I think the religious exemption part is going to get very strange very quickly yeah. i don't i, don't I know think
0: you'd be surprised though there's this room court that says that they can um mandate vaccinations but yeah i mean i think the religion stuff is, is def- but you know what though then you have other options you don't have to get vaccinated but there's other options yes yeah. well get that don't that get, don't rise to resignation
1: getting tested every week uh well that might be annoying i think I mean, you have that option yeah like, i think yeah, I mean, I, and to be honest i think it's a fairly reasonable option given what we're doing i i personally like like I was happy to see, even though it doesn't really impact me, uh, I, I was happy to see in that uh, COVID protocols thing that, you know, your medical information is going to be kept secret. Like, it, and obviously yeah. I knew that, but it's nice to read. So should I test positive at work and not be able to go to work? I, I think the, in my view, that's all responsible on the part of the job as long as no information is shared, I think everything is above board. Uh, so, Tom, I, I'm actually with you on this. I I think that testing is completely appropriate. You do have an option. You don't have to get vaccinated. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm I, I'm team. Somebody's I mean, paying
0: the balls. It's not the best.
1: No, it's unpleasant. It. But you you know it, yeah. it is what it is.
0: But if you don't choose either of those options, yeah, well, then the option is yeah, not right. you know, I also I mean, that's the
1: way it is. Uh, uh, well. I don't know. You, you guys, tell me. And and Bob, I'm I'm curious to hear if you have got a strong feeling on this one way or the other. But mm. uh, the, the uh, it, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, there's no religious exemption that I'm aware of for getting tested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, like, right. I can imagine that there is. The, I would imagine that if you are a Christian scientist, uh, maybe a Jehovah's Witness as well. Uh, you, it, there's faiths where you could say yeah, this particular type of vaccination is completely outside of what I'm, w- what my faith practices
0: and I'm unwilling
1: right. to do it. And it's you can't. a made
0: up thing that was created thousands of years ago. Yeah, I mean, yes, Tom, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> Tom, don't look to me to try to justify, you know, like, but my point is that it is an exemption that we allow in this, in these United States. Uh, but to my knowledge, uh, I don't know if anybody's God that tells them not to get tested. You, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that, Uh, yeah, testing is a solution to my, to
0: my eye. Right. And I think that's, you know, I mean, I think the, the, those are huge outliers (laughs) so, but I mean, I think, yeah, all right. So you have the option. You got to mask up and get tested.
1: Okay. Well, I'd be curious. Um, did did you guys see the, uh, uh, there is an airline that, uh, is mandating vaccinations, but, uh, if you have a religious exemption, you're just on paid leave, maybe indefinitely. uh, so it doesn't feel like the most uh, eloquent solution to me. That's a lot of wasted money.
2: You're uh, on paid leave or unpaid? On paid leave. So, wow. so what I've seen on some of that is that <clears throat> they're being very stringent about what constitutes uh, religious exemption. Like being pretty fickle, because it's like, hey, if we can, if we can point to any of the leader, leaders of your religious belief sect advocating for vaccination etc etc it's not going to fly and and they went through a litany of the examples like so if you're part of any of the major oh yeah it's like you're you're totally screwed and then even as we got walked down they're like yeah so so good luck uh you know right
0: you're you know like fox news is being like don't get vaccinated like Yo, they all had to be vaccinated to get in the studio. <laughs> it's like such fucking bullshit. It's all bullshit. I mean, I think so, like I, and then we can move on to something more fun than this. But like, so I have an employee, like, so I had a list of all these people that had, like it gets submitted to HR. I have no fucking idea whether you're vaccinated, you're not vaccinated, but you or whether you went the testing route. But you had to have done have done one of those. You know, my my agency has like 475, whatever yeah, how many yeah, yeah. people, right? So narrow it down like cool there's just one person so i reach out to her like direct boss who works for me and i'm like hey you know so and so really kind of needs to make one of these decisions and she speaks to the woman the woman's like i mean this isn't going to be like my career so i don't know why i have to do it wow (laughs) i like that (laughs) and we're like and i'm like well it won't be your job either like you have to do one of these things it was due by today so like today was the, the first day like if you were coming to the office or you're planning to come to the office at any point in the near future, this you had a, to have yeah. one of these things submitted. And she's like, well, I'm not going to – like this isn't going to be like my forever job. I'm like, yo, you're like 25 or however old you are. Like that's not a reason not to do this. Like that's cool if it's not going to be your career. But like we'll we'll relieve you of your job sooner than that if you
2: would want. Sure, like, sure, sure.
0: A job still pays <laughs> your rent as much as a career does.
2: Last I checked, right. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? Like, I'm like, I know, like, you don't see yourself doing this at 60, but like, you're doing it right now, dude.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. well, and your rent is not going to be paid uh, by, uh, I don't know, speculation on your future.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, that logic was like, what the fuck? Oh, this isn't going to be like my uh first- oh, oh, in that case, come on in.
2: Yeah. Oh, Call never mind. Phone. Oh, it's not going to be your career. Then we're pretty casual at that point.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go around and be like, "Do you guys see yourself here in five years? Like, it's gonna yeah." Because if you
2: do, here's some rules. If not, ah, don't worry about it. Um, yo, honestly, it's hard for me to muster strong feelings. I I like that there's choice. Um, at this point, I just think people need to be safe uh, for themselves, and I mean that's speaking pretty selfishly, right? Like, I, I want people to be safe for themselves, and whatever that means to somebody, rock and roll. Um and these 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 rules are kind of coming into effect and it's kind of cool that there's some options i hope that bridges the gap i hope that people on both sides of it look at it and see that they do have an option that doesn't you know ruffle their feathers i'm sure that there's going to be a lot of hoot nanny about this um, everybody
0: loves to be offended
2: yeah 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 um, i just don't have the energy for it you know like just yeah. But I mean, if you were going get to off an office shit every or day. get off the pot. No, I, yeah. I know. If I was going to an office every day, I'd have those kind of like I'd be I'd probably have a different set of trepidation. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Like, you know, but like, I mean, you know, I have I have a kid. I have yeah. You know, of and so it's like I drop them off. At but do the teachers day. need to be? Vaccinated? Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like it's like yep. n- that ain't just for them. Nope, 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 nope. No, <laughs> you know I'm exactly. saying that's for the seven year olds in front of them. That's whatever, exactly however, right. You
2: know? No, it's 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 you know, and it's sort of like. When you go out into the world, like, there's also this unspoken code of like, uh, of like, the, am I certain that all the parents of the other kids in my child's class are vaccinated? No. Uh, have I asked even a single one of them for their status? Nope. No. Well, you know, that's just not, I, I, it feels weird and unhuman to do that. That said, I hope they're being smart. They got a kid just like me. where We have to be around each other. I actually really sure. like most of them. Uh, a wide range of views um but i really get along get on with all of them pretty well so just hoping they're being safe for themselves and their kids and their family and all that because you know uh who was i talking to i was talking to someone who said um oh yeah i was talking who said they follow a peloton instructor shout out aaron uh follows a peloton instructor who had not really been into the vaccine and all this and uh, she was going to pick up her mom on a friday the the instructor, and you know see this, and then her mom was dead like four days later, kind of thing, and you know those kind of stories are like, damn, yeah, whatever yeah, it is I mean, that's causing someone to die, I don't want that to happen
0: right if it's something that you could
2: prevent, you could easily prevent that's right, that's right, so Bob, what do you got? I have one guys yes, all right <laughs> do we talk about reunion records a lot?
0: No, in passing but not often
2: right i think i think both answers are correct i don't think we talk about them too much i think we talk about them here and there in passing and and have brought up a few i don't want to focus on any reunion records prior to 2010 because that's essentially ancient history to a young listener. but I, i do want to bring up a couple reunion records and then the way they're received and or perceived and if you guys have any other examples of of Reunion Records, where a band broke up and got back together to do a record. So the two I think of from that this last decade or so are the No Warning Torture Culture LP, uh-huh. which was their first. They did a single before this. They might have, I actually did two si- singles before this. Um, Resurrection of the Wolf. Resurrection of the Wolf, and then there was another one. Um, that I can't remember the title of, but uh, I think it came out as a flexi on locking out. Um, but so that, they do the reunion LP, torture culture, and trapped under ice, heat wave, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> in your in your estimation, how were those records received? And you can go individual or or both, but to your memory, you know, how were they received? Quiet. Quietly. Un-
0: unfairly quiet for both
2: I, I largely agree I also re- I, think, I also you know. remember a little bit of negativity about the TUI because it wasn't what some people wanted from them right but and I think the same could be said about the No Warning record sure sure sure
0: but I think like both bands were victims of their own success Oh, you know what I'm saying like oh, yeah. you weren't getting a fucking you know one more kiss, good night, or fucking you know, still blood, iller Ill blood, yeah, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you weren't gonna get that. They're different people. It's fucking ten years out Like it's not gonna be the same. And I mean, and I'm guilty of like kind of being like, ah, man, Come I really on. wish, this yeah, was give me what more I want. Yeah. I wish that Ty was a little bit more ignorant.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, sure, sure. We we and, like that. And you end. know,
0: and the no warning thing is like you know, like I I, I remember hearing the no warning record and be like, yo, this record's filthy. Yeah it just sounds fucking filthy and i i I liked it a lot it's not ill blood but i don't think it necessarily needed to be no i think both of those records are quite good yep but we're just kind of overshadowed because in the in the because they were brought you know they were recorded after you know the the kind of under you know under the shadow of a reunion right? right so like those reunions are based on Big Kiss, Good Night, Secrets of the World, and fucking you know, Ill Blood, yep, yep. and the seven inch. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So like, you you know you you're thinking of fucking you know, No Warning as the riff <laughs> sure, that like yeah. <laughs> that like makes people all become fucking animals. Mm-hmm. So like you know it's it, they're already kind of built up to this like giant like it's at a fever pitch. No matter what you would have done, it wouldn't have been what people wanted unless it was like hey we just changed the words
2: (laughs) and i mean like to be honest i would be i think there's be quite a bunch of people who wouldn't love that either
0: but you know what i'm saying Like, i feel like there was nothing you could have done till i kind of you know uh, that people would have been psyched on you know and it's funny like we always talk about this like you know well i mean you know we talked about the quicksand records
2: yeah there we go
0: you know and i think you know people always go like well you know Fucking rival schools. Sure. It sounds sure. like rival schools. I think st- stupidly, people are like, yeah, Heatwave sounds like fucking angel dust.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. And it didn't. No.
0: Nope. It was a little bit more punk and hardcore than like more metallic stuff that they were doing. Yeah.
2: Uh, more, the songs were a lot more efficient. I mean, uh, w- uh, the playtime on Heatwave has to be. I mean, it's probably not, it's probably a little more than half as long as Big Kiss tonight but I bet it's right. close. Close to only half, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Like that, yeah. And horror. I will die on this hill. Mm-hmm. That song from the Triple B Comp, yep, no, nah, should have been on the record. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's look,
1: so uh, respectfully to everybody in, in TUI, um, it was it, uh, Angel Dust, Turnstile. You can't, in my view, you can't sound like either one of them on your reunion record. You, you have to really strongly delineate from the other members of the family tree. Uh, now it's kind of unreasonable for me to say that because this is where their heads were at and I always want to respect it. But as we've discussed, I'm the one paying for the fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like I want you to buy some it.
0: say in the matter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so like, I, you know, I, I want what I want. Uh, I think that they needed to, uh, really separate themselves from the other members of the family. And do a straight to UI record.
0: Uh, and do you think they did not do
2: that?
1: Oh no, no, no. no.
2: Well, so here I, I should correct myself. Uh, Big Kiss Goodnight is thirty three minutes long. How long do you think Heat Wave is?
1: Uh, thirteen.
2: Uh, it's like ten songs, probably seventeen. It's
0: thirteen minutes long. Fuck! Ah, I'm good. Finally, songs. I win
1: something at this fucking. Come on.
0: I <laughs> probably had it open. It was good. Good work and by it's you. ITunes. Um, he had his Winamp open. I was like, I know exactly
2: how long this Winamp? is. <laughs> Shout out to the Winamp heads out there. Um, Yo, I... Uh, by the way, can can somebody point me in the way to make... What are the, MIDI files? I want to make some MIDI files. So somebody hit me with that. Um, Took a really old internet on everyone. Um, <laughs> Yo, I think everything that was said was right. I, I think that Heatwave is a pretty good record. I think Torture Culture is a pretty good record. Both certainly deserve your time and attention if you haven't listened to them. If you haven't listened to them recently, because they both came out some years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. Torture Culture is... Uh, uh, Heat Wave is 2017. Um, Torture Culture, I believe, is 2018? Uh, 2017 as well. So there you go.
0: Wow. Four years I ago. know,
2: right? So if you haven't listened to it in a while, give them both a shot. Um, yeah. Definitely yeah. tracks. That said... Um, I also agree that the TUI record doesn't sound like Angel Dust. I don't think it totally sounds like Turnstile, but they didn't differentiate too much because I think all those fellas kind of fell into this world where they were like, yo, you know what's really fun to do? Write like minute and a half to two minute songs that are fun and pretty fast and have some good energy. And that's the common thread because I don't think Angel Dust and Turnstile no. sound that much alike, and especially as they both continue to grow their their trajectories are changing etc um the reason i bring this up larger is the idea that we look at we sometimes well one we look at records like this differently than we do bands who have long careers and never break up for example the blacklisted record that came out in 2015 the lp they had done a couple eps but were pretty low key the LP that had come out before that came out six years prior, I believe. Yeah. Oh, nine. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to that soon enough. Um, and it's, there's a, and cold world is, I think even longer. I think, I don't know. I think, um, how the gods chill come, the LP comes out. I think that's 2015 as well. And dedicated came out in 2008, 2007. Jeez. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, so there's, a, so there, we, we look at that differently, and I'm asking you, should we
1: uh, look at it? I'm sorry, look at it differently. Should we than, look at uh, bands who record? take
2: a long time between records releasing and bands who reunite for records releasing differently?
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question.
2: Yeah, so um, dedicated came out 2008. Uh, How the Gods Show Came out 2014. So six years there.
0: I would say I think they are different. Okay. Are we gonna go? Uh, am I gonna, are gonna me and Pat are gonna go back and forth and argue?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's it's. I, I, well, if you take a side, maybe Pat will jump on the over the, <laughs> Yeah, over I'm, the I'm not sure how I feel about it. So you've sell got to them, decide. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So my thought would be like, you know, so say, you know, no warning, mm-hmm. right? They all go, or or I mean, or or Ty even to a larger extent, they all go on and do different things. That's true. Their brains are in different places. They're di- they're different people coming back. Their heads are in different write.
2: directions, and the band ceased to be right.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I think you know, Ben going from from no warning to full time and fucked up, right? Or you know, or or doing
2: Young Gov, you know, Marvelous star Young Gov, right, Marvelous
0: yeah. Star, all those different things, right? I mean, he's obviously you know listening to different things and taking into, I mean, taking in new music and just kind of. And you're just older. Mm. It happens, right. it's, and I think the same thing with TUI. Like, not that like you know they go on to other things, and then like you know, and they're all talented folks. Both bands that then they could have easily both bands could have come back and been like, I mean, you remember what it used to sound like, right? We're just going to do that, and they could have yep. put out records that were probably more, um, you know, agreeable to, the, to their <laughs> fan base, fan bases. Because it was like, oh, this is exactly why I like them to begin with, but they didn't do that. They did what they wanted to do, which is super fucking respect, like respectable. Someone like say, you know, if it's Cold World or blacklisted, even though the times were probably the same, you know, in between, yeah, they were still in those bands, so they were still in that mindset, like, like trapped under ice, no warning, didn't exist to those dudes when they were doing these other things i mean they did to an extent but you know what i feel like there wasn't i mean
2: no warning might even be a better example because there certainly was like a long break where it was like no no i don't do that anymore tui you know i think if you ask different sources it was a break yeah right right it's a break is it forever no yes we don't know but but it was you know we did a last show that might be forever but might not you know
0: Right, and No Warning was very, very clear about being like, yeah, we People would ask, he's like, I'm not doing that shit. Like, yeah. you're already mine, you know. And then you know they came back to it, but I think, you know, Blacklist and Cold World, like they were always yeah. that that band kind of overarched their lives with were right. Yeah, or
2: not. you're not wrong, and it was their main focus, and and I guess you know, and and I just use those because they came to mind and they're easy comps to these bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tragedy's another one, I think. That's a band who continued to release records, never did the breakup, but then they put out a pretty hot record a couple years ago, Fury. uh, I think that was 2019. And a record fucking smokes. Ripped, yeah. And was their best in a few records. And uh, I don't know. I kind of wonder about that. Like, I kind of, like, if I'm talking about this honestly, the no warning in TUI records, we said felt like there was an overall little bit of quietness, but there was hype before that there was hype leading up to it of excitement of this band. Hasn't done a lot a record in a long time. Here's it's coming, right?
0: Yeah. I think
2: for both cold world and blacklisted in cold world, I can't speak to as much because I don't remember it, but Blacklisted, I felt was muted and it's not on the band's part or the labels part. They were doing what they were doing, but the response was like, Oh, a black and maybe that was like where a band was at in their career career quote unquote their tenure but tragedy was sort of the same thing for a while but then the new record came out and it was hot and people were like yo this is just a hot record and that's the energy i like i love it i'm like oh people were judging on the merit of this not like "Eh, it's their fifth record whatever you know what i mean
0: and it was radio silence for them while blacklisted that stuff that got increasingly weirder
2: oh yeah okay you know what i mean like
0: they didn't it wasn't like there was just like dead silence for 6 years.
2: No, you're right. They were doing EPs that maybe that maybe led people away or or were I mean, or, or yeah. were were either less of what somebody wanted or just wasn't scratching the itch. Sure, we could say that. Right.
0: So then the LP comes out and they're like, "Alright, cool." I mean, like I didn't really like that last thing.
2: Right. So Where and and like the this. thing that we've gone on is like, "Yeah, you know what? Like this is probably significantly more straightforward, quote unquote, than the material the EPs leading up to it right so
0: right right but there's more mosh parts people more make those right yeah people people make their fucking minds up and it's like it's a much that much harder to break through mm-hmm. back you know to get them back
2: so so i guess that brings me to the question for both of you um are we being fair to reunion records are we being fair to long tenured bands
1: never no. never we never are no <laughs> and it's not changing unfortunately but we never are
0: so, because you build up anticipation. Right. And like you've listened to fucking Manic Impression mm-hmm. for fucking 20 something years. Sure. Or you've listened to Slip for fucking 25, whatever the fuck it is. Like y- you have that, like it's ingrained in your fucking DNA at this point. Right, right. And so we're going so, with like, the
2: Royal Week. So yeah. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, like,
0: so like what the fuck? Like there's no way. Like I-, I give, you know, fucking Walter all the credit in the world. That's a fucking giant fucking.
2: Cross the bear. Well, uh, g- good reference. And uh, oh, yeah. it's his. Yeah. Um, it's almost going contrary to what he did with Civ, right? And right. he he said on, on the interview with us, um, he laid it out. He's like, yeah, you know, if we had called it Gorilla Biscuits, there would have been people who hated it for just not being what their expectation of a, another Gorilla Biscuits LP would have been. But we call it Civ, and all of a sudden, it's a clean slate. You know? Right. So, um, so yeah, with Quicksand, he was like, all right, balls on the table. You know what I mean? Here it is. <laughs> this is Quicksand. Yeah. We Same dudes. And, you know, you could have said, Civ, same dudes as Gorilla Biscuits. Why not call Right. But I think
0: with the Civ record, kind of gives you the ability to kind of be like, because I think it gives you the ability to be like, right, this could be like the next, this could have been the second Gorilla Biscuits record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not telling you it's a second Gorilla Biscuits record, but it kind of gives you that, like, look at me. Listening to music and being a discerning <laughs> listener, here's you know what new, I mean, Here's to give you... new
2: music that I just dig. Yeah, um, I mean, you know what I mean. And be like, it could have been the second GB record. I wonder why it wasn't. Same could be said for the band Free. Right? We talk about that. Right? Like, yo, yes. that is fucking have heart. Five of five. Have heart. The band. You right. know. <laughs> right. And if Free played a to show tomorrow, hundred kids ish, maybe. Yep. You know. Um, and it's uh, it's really, and when you listen to those free records, like, yeah, this is how close is it to have heart are we saying it's one to one is it one to one
1: uh it's not far off
2: right Not maybe 1.2 to 1 yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. that's what i'm saying right yeah so so that's the question is are we more fair than then break it to a question are we more fair to the band with the long tenure releasing records and giving it the proper attention or are we more fair to the band, the reunion band who releases a record and maybe it gets too much scrutiny despite getting more initial attention, if you will.
1: you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and I'll see you there. I mean, no. if uh, <laughs> we recently listened to a year in hardcore and I, I wish that I could remember which sequence of bands it was on our playlist. We went from somebody doing essentially a, kind of a comeback record of a sort to, a hot younger band doing very much the same style. I forget what the, I'd have to look at the fucking list, but I remember okay. thinking this and I remember thinking this in my mind going, Oh, how interesting that people always kind of want the thing that we've talked about this, that represents their moment. And yeah. e- even if there's something that sounds completely capable, but it's old, eh. <laughs> you know, yeah. eh. so uh, i think we're always unfair to these bands like so uh, bob i guess what this is all to say you could ask me are we unfair to and i would just go yep
2: <laughs> well <laughs> i know they, i know but but that defeats the conversation so like that's right. the question <laughs> right you see what i mean
0: right it, are you it's it's almost like we're unfair to both who are we less unfair to
2: well right so right? so, so the, really- the, the 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 version is the long, the tenured band who didn't break up who continues releasing records, even if it's some time in between, enough time that you could have said, hey, they were dormant and weren't doing a lot or weren't releasing new music, but they w- didn't break up, so it's not coming back, so they don't get that, oh, hey, it's the reunion record thing.
0: Right, so people are nonplussed right, to those folks. Correct,
2: or is it the reunion thing, and then you get the perpe- – oh. We don't okay. get the perpetual con- like comparison. From I can answer this. Blacklist's 2015 LP to the 2008 or 2009 LPs. You know what I mean? You don't right, get that. Like I, Whereas with right. no warning, there's always the compare back with TUI. There's always the compare back with Quicksand. There's always the compare back with tragedy. Have a, have a sense, there's not the compare back necessarily. I have you know? a sense
1: that no. Tom is going to say exactly what I'm thinking. Go ahead, Tom.
2: Go for it, Patty. Oh, oh, I talk a
0: lot.
1: I, no, I talk. I talk a lot. What I was going to say I is you do. Yeah. I, Bob, I think that the reunion band has unfair expectations and for that reason they that's highly we're very unfair to them and, and there's no way that they can win. However but they're
0: given a chance.
1: It, they're given a chance though. But well, Tom, here's what I would say. It gets more ears. There's more perk up, obviously, right? But the expectations are impossible. So it's disregarded. Right. But the band that sticks around forever is just has a general hand-waving away of...
0: A malaise. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yep. zero, there's zero over-the-hump care, you know? So, um, like, look at uh, Daughters, right? Daughters yep. had a uh, very successful reunion record uh, because yeah. it was kind of a perfect moment, and then they delivered on it, right? So it <clears throat> satisfied a lot of people in their listenership if it wasn't exactly what people wanted from them, it, the expectations would have been impossible and it would have been unfair. They rose to the occasion. And I should say, and this is not to take anything away from them that you rise to the occasion, but also people have to meet you halfway. So it, it's uh they were fortunate enough uh, that that was the case. I think that, uh, and I, maybe this is just my bias because of the situation I'm in in my life, which is in long tenured bands at this point. Uh, regaining people's attention when you never stopped playing is right.
2: a hard. Herculean
0: effort. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's been sick of, those, sick of it all's career for the last 20 correct. years. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Now. Here's
2: the thing I want to say, though, because you guys are both very kind to of Sick of It All. Have they put out a hot record in 20 years? No. No, which is the hard part. And have it's they put out serviceable yes. good records? Yes, Cer- absolutely. yes. Certainly. absolutely. And that's the thing is like, I I've tried to frame tragedy here. I really like the way somehow, some way the magic worked for them where it was like, yo, hot LP, hot EP, hot LP, cold EP, cold LP, couple splits that nobody totally cares about, cold LP, whatever, time passes, fucking hot 12-inch EP that everybody fell in love with and yep. got repressed, 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 like banged. That was a perfect storm
0: for them though. I right? think I like how Pat's saying for, the, for Daughters – that it was kind of like, yep. all right, you got to catch the you wave. Can see tragedy. Right? Yep. They got a ton of records, whatever, whatever. Then it was a whole new generation of folks who were like, yo, fucking tragedy.
2: Yeah, this record. And then brilliant. it was like, oh, yeah. by
0: the way, boom, there you go. Here is a new record for for you to be present in the and like in the actual time it re- was
2: released. Uh, like, totally agree. So I think I think the long tenure is hard, harder to regain attention, but the reunion record has so many so much attention. Un- yeah. un- un- unreachable expectations that it's it's puts that in just as bad a position now i do want to say if you can make it past reunion record one it seems it seems people are always more charitable to the second one yes always now people i mean always give it a little better bit records more, right you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean you you you, you got the fucking boulder up the hill that's right
2: you're up there, you know. It's and like, now. It's you know, now. You can roll it around. You know what I mean. Your own flat. Yeah, your own flat I mean. Think ground.
0: about. Think about like you know, I know it's before 20, 20, 2010 but I mean they're a legit like you could count on two hands, the amount of re, the the amount of reunion records that were that were actually a thing.
2: Oh sure, mm, for sure. And I no think question. that's being generous. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why reunion records comes like are being get discussed, and everything sucks is the first thing that comes up. No, it's because they know. somehow reunited on their best record.
2: Well, you you were you were in the majority with that opinion one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean,
0: you know, those lifetime that lifetime reunion record, those songs go
2: over. Oh, oh they're some of their just poppy, as big, almost. Oh, uh, there's some a couple. More there's there's yes, no question, no question.
0: Monday morning airport is a fucking. They're probably their biggest song. I
2: mean, they play as many songs off that as they do. I think you know the last two LPs. Uh, Hello, Yeah. Um,
0: so I mean, I. Th- you Know, but then there's other bands that were like, you know, I was gonna bring up Into Another,
2: yeah, which that Into Another record from I guess that's probably five or six years ago now, 2015. Jesus, seven years ago, is good, it's just good. And like, I don't even know, like, nobody talks about omens fans that like them. Nope, that nope. like that, care. no, it's it's good. Like, if you like Into it's Another, a great, you should, yeah, you should check exactly it out. what you'd want. Yep. Um, they didn't
0: go too far afield, they didn't get weird, like.
2: I mean, they're already weird. Oh, it's 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 what you want. It's the it's a fastball by into another. You know what I mean? Yeah, right down the middle of. The point. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This is a uh, this is it's a Nolan Ryan effort. He's like forty one at this point, but he's still he's still getting it right across that plate. It's maybe not ninety six, but it's like eighty nine. You know what I mean? Um, right. So so then the final part of this mini topic. Do you think? The reception, and Tom, this is a lot for you, but Pat, I'd like your take too, and we can all talk about it holistically. Do you think the idea of the letdown of expectations slash negative reception to a reunion record has prevented people from writing new records? I could say that with I was just one, gonna
1: say I think Tom <laughs> I mean I, as I said certainty. it was
2: aimed at Tom mostly, yeah. you know, but but I think right we would all agree. And is that that's a net negative, right? Like Absolutely. yes, yes we, we, can, I we, mean, can well, neg- we can get on our negative we can get on our negative and go, yo, it's all it's also pre- preventing a lot of bad yes. bad mistakes yes, and, and legacy ruining, blah, blah blah blah. But yo, are we missing out on uh, lifetime self-titled are we missing out on somebody's everything sucks are we missing out on somebody's tragedy fury yeah you know are we missing out yo uh, even for bands who didn't break up at some point you 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 make the choice like hey we're still doing this band but maybe we don't want to release new material you know for, right. for me yo uh, the band blind justice love them great band they're not broken up they played some shows recently yeah. Should do a new record. I don't think they want to. I think they're like, no, 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 we're good. We're, we're good on material. We'll just, we'll play. We'll just, play. we'll yeah. see how long we play. But, you know, um, and it's, it's sort of an interesting thing to me. The idea of like, I give credit to somebody like Justice who seems fearless with what he's doing with Angel Dust. That's a fact. Yeah. I'd love to see what he does, did, would do with another Trapped Under Ice LP. You know like I mean? with that pop sensibility in a fucking heavy band. Dude knows how to write songs. I mean yeah. like, yo, give me an LP that sounds like Knox. Jesus. I mean, yeah, I think he weighs a good record. It is. Add a few more mosh parts. Holy shit. You know? Um so yeah. so I don't know. I I've I've been thinking about that in terms of uh the weird uh <laughs> imaginary barriers that are preventing things from happening and creativity and et cetera, sometimes for better and sometimes for worse, you know?
0: Yeah. Some records don't should probably have never left this. Like some records probably shouldn't have left the studio and some are like, well, fuck, I've probably been a cool seven inch that you'll never hear because,
2: Oh, because they, people c- were freaked out. Yeah. Right. Cause they got, they basically got stage fright to like, do we do this yeah. and, and, and uh, sour the milk for, for people? And it's like, michael jordan in uh wizards jersey it's joe namath in a rams jersey you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, justin always described it as like he's like i'm always worried like <laughs> you ever get like the billy joel greatest hits that have like the two new songs <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, real. that's real and he's like yo those songs are fucking terrible nobody needs that shit and i go I, I, you, uh, you are, do you think we're like 65 year old billy joel like you don't think we can hang <laughs> out two or three songs like, i'm pretty sure we can you know and but like you know that's his thought it was kind of like you know i'm just gonna take all my chips while i got them you know what i mean i'm not gonna ante up at all i'm just gonna be like
2: so are we are we publicly calling him a coward a
0: music coward or what yes okay. all right. yeah i'm yeah. fine with that but i think he's kind of like all right you know i made a, you know this is cool sure i can leave with this sure because you, you it's if you put out a fucking you know at The matinee and people go, What the? Fuck yeah, let's is talk about this? that for a second.
2: So, basically, we're saying Justin said he's out of riffs and he's he's spent, he's uh ready to be put out to pasture. Hmm, okay,
0: well, I mean, if he picked up the guitar more often, he might
2: not be out of riffs. Hmm. Maybe he's gonna guess he doesn't have riffs. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, he's not gonna listen to this. He no. texted me over the weekend, he called me, he goes, What's a good podcast episode to listen
2: to? <laughs> good, that's good. I go, I
0: don't know. He's like, I'm driving up to Cape Cod, what should I listen to? I was like,
2: the fuck do I know, man? Tell him, tell him this episode when when it comes out. Just send him the link and be like, skip to uh, hour and forty. Um,
0: well, because now I'm going back through it. I'm like,
2: well, these are fun. He's like, which one were we on? And I was like, oh,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> that <was> <laughs> that's him. And I go, I was like, you know what? I was like, I, you know, we did one with Walter. He loves quicksand, loves GB. I'm like, that's good. One. That might be. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was an excellent listen. Yeah. I was like, we got fucking jewels. Yeah. From fucking side by side, like, like to me. You know what I
2: mean? Easy, like easy answer yeah. for a New York hardcore guy.
0: Right. I'm like, dude, like you, you, you we all grew up idolized like loving side by side. We knew nothing about this dude. Listen and you will now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean so I ended up just sending him the the, the Walter episode or whatever. But he's like, "What else?" I'm like, "What, what do you want me to make you <laughs> Man, a playlist? Just like it's
2: just just click play. Just press play." Yeah. Like, I'm like, Ar- they're like, all Arosmith, funny. Like Aerosmith says, "Just press play." Um Yeah,
0: like, I don't know if you have like do you have like a go like I, mean, our I don't go-to even episode? know episode. Like, if someone goes, give me a fucking suggestion. What
2: Um, do you say? um, Depends on who it is. Uh, I wouldn't give Justin a year in hardcore, but, like, the real nerds about stuff, I tell them to jump into the the year in hardcore. The listening party episodes are fun. If they're just looking for something fun, like, you could have said, yo, check out the radio episodes. Those are fun. Fun in life. Those are fun. Um, And they're funny because we got the funny voice thing going on. Um, Right. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, any, Any of the ones where we really get gnarly on hardcore is fun um i don't think any of them are
0: no. i mean i could i say this even though like we're in the middle of it like i don't think any of them are bad yeah pat does anyone do do you ever have people asking you or they just go i'm not yeah i know you're not going to be able to answer me so i'm not going to bother <laughs>
2: yeah the precise god point. i want to like i want to pick the scab and be like oh they don't ask tom of course they don't ask patrick about axe grind because they don't know he does <laughs> a podcast
0: right he does this is the, the nom de plume that
2: he mentioned in on the
0: uh, mm-hmm. podcast with ian his fake. And here's my one last thing. Yeah. <laughs> Before we, if we have any other mini-talks. No, I comics. wanted to talk
2: about At the Matinee really quick, but go ahead. Oh, sure. Go no, for okay. it. No, no, so, it's... At the Matinee, which is the GB7-inch they released um, on, that tour. on the tour 2006. in 2006, the reunion tour, um, that's quote-unquote self-released, but you know Revelation did all the production and all that stuff with it. Um, it. They claim those are songs that they wrote. Back then, um, that one of the songs, the B side, is a song they wrote, you know, demo era, and never recorded. I believe that. I believe it. At the matinee, uh, you know, it it's a it sounds like a Walter song. You know what I mean? Um, do you think most Gorilla Biscuits fans that's what they wanted? No, no. And I think that's did everyone this, buy it? Yes. Anybody who could buy it because they were selling them. They only pressed. I think there's only a thousand of those. Much, um, yeah. yeah, 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 it's crazy, and they only put sold like you five know, or six a show 50. kind of thing. There was not yeah, a lot, yeah, it was like it was, they had some, yeah, that's right. No, you're right, there was more than that sold, but it was like a limited amount 25 a show, 50 Something a show, like, like that, yeah. And you can only buy one,
0: it was like a whole, a whole thing, um, yes. Well, god damn, I'm looking at it on uh,
2: discogs on discogs. How much it sell uh, for?
0: well, <laughs> I just opened it, and one of the people selling it, we know quite well, okay. So I don't know if I want to blast Don't put him in well, black. Let's, let's no. say how much it is. He's selling his for $175. Bless
2: up. That's good. That's good.
0: Plus $10 shipping.
2: <laughs> hey, man, man. I get it. Can sh- we start again? Holy shipping shit. and handling, um, you know what I mean? Um,
0: yeah, so it, it's, it's sales history. The cheapest it went for was $95. Okay. The, most, the median was $110.44, and the highest was $176.47. Hmm.
2: Sounds about right. All right. That's nuts. That's fucking crazy. So... If I was Walter, I could say, see, that's exactly why we didn't name Civ Gorilla Biscuits. At the matinee and knee-deep in the ocean of
0: hate. Right. Did not even know there was – I knew there was a second song. Uh, if you put a gun to my head and was like, name the B-side to that, I'd be like – No, no no clue. No clue. Um, Recorded at the House of Love. Copyright 2006 Gorilla Biscuits. Sold during the 2006 re- U.S. Reunion Tour. Only 20 to 30 copies were sold at each stop. 500 copies pressed.
2: Oh, yeah. Maybe it's only 500. There you go. Check it out. That's what it says. Whoa. I think that's right so um did, the, like where the fuck was i going oh so i when when that comes up oh that's a song we wrote before you never knew i think about the seven seconds line obviously uh where it's like yo people are going to tell you <laughs> they like their old material better etc cetera, et cetera. what can you do you know you gotta you gotta if you got the itch create make something um yeah, just think about that, I guess. And it's it's my my salvo and we we talk about it frequently, but if you like a band and you like one of the records or especially if you love one of the records, but the rest of the catalog doesn't hit you, give it the every so often revisit. It's worthwhile, yeah. you know. And and if they made something you love, at least give it. And they might have just made one thing you love and the rest of it sucks dick. So that's okay too, but I, I've I've thought about this lot, these imaginary barriers to enjoying shit and weird expectations we put on stuff. So mini topic, reunion records. Mm. Yeah, I think we're good. And I mean unless either of you episode. guys have anything, I think we're we're good. Sign off.
1: I've got an an ultra quick one. Let's do it. Uh, Look at Patty. I love it. <clears throat> Well, I just I got a. Te- I just got a text. This isn't a. This isn't. <laughs> Fuck Eric. This isn't a flex, everybody. I don't give a shit about this. It's just something. Katy Perry to... says, "Yeah." Just... No, it's a guy that that runs a like a big record label. <laughs> uh, Lady
0: Gaga wants you to w- walk her dogs now.
1: It, he just said, "Talk to me about Turnstile. Uh, w- w- what's w- what's going on here?" Now, this is a guy who's plugged in because he's got to be, but doesn't he doesn't actually know very much about punk or hardcore and uh, really? he's kind of like, uh, he has to pay attention to trends. So that's, I'm assuming that's the only reason that he cares about this is because right. people are, are talking about it. Um, but without putting him on blast, I'll just read a little bit. Uh, he says, yeah, it's been the hype discussion. Uh, I said, it's a band perfectly perfect for the, for the moment. And he says, I feel like it's been on the hype discussion for too long. He goes, the album is fine. In the non-hardcore space, it's kind of been done. But in hardcore, it's really creating like a debate party. Now, I should point out that that's what this dude lives for. He is a big believer that the only way that your record survives uh, the current uh, space is to be argued about incessantly.
0: And he's a record label person? Yep. Yes. Tony Sony.
1: <laughs> so, so he believes he really strongly believe. Like he doesn't care if he puts out a bad record, as long as people are fighting about it online.
0: As people are mad. says three people that like it and three people that hate it, yeah, you're good. That's
1: exactly his view. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. uh, so
0: because it generates conversation on fucking social media, per- that's pretty much precisely.
1: And and he he believes that in a streaming era where you don't have to go to a store to buy something that. Your curiosity about a bad record will compel you to listen to it as much as your excitement about a good about a great
0: record. record.
1: Yeah. So uh, he loves, uh, like you know, I don't even know if he likes music at this point, but he loves a fight. He loves like a like <laughs> an online fight.
2: All right. So can uh, we close with this. Yeah. Oh wait, do you, is that your topic, or we we actually? Yeah, this is my that?
1: topic. Just uh, he. I was just going to say a little bit more. He says, "Does this yeah, moment please. last, or after this is it is it done and oh, just becomes a some." Some sort of like, does this, his language is or after this moment, is it done? And it just becomes the, the tourist favorite album. And I think that that's an interesting, and then he gets into the, he gets into some, uh, uh, contract stuff that I did not know. That's very fascinating. That's not appropriate Mm. for the air, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but the, uh,
2: it's, that's
1: a great, that it's a great question though is now he's being crass because he's just following this as a, Hey, do I want my bands out with turnstile? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what he's really asking me, but right. the, uh, but the question and the answer is yes, almost certainly. But the,
2: oh
1: yeah. uh, the, the, the idea, does this become the favorite of people who, um, have a very passing interest in hardcore and yes. does it do, uh, d- d- does the, maybe the record prior stay the, the, the hardcore kid favorite is there a pushback in two years you know what I mean is the it, it, what do we predict
2: man i I think it's one of the defining records of this moment, and I think it'll be looked back on in that way um I think it's already it's if it hasn't already been canonized, it will be shortly okay
0: it's funny yeah I mean. I think it'll definitely be <laughs> the go-to record for the tourist. Yeah, which is fine. One hundred percent fine. And other bands, you know what I mean, like bands that are very fucking revered in hardcore. Like, fucked up was a touring, like a tourist band for a while. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Nope. Didn't change what they were doing. They were a great band, just regardless. But like, part. they were I, just doing their thing. But it happened to be like it got to like this outside of punk and hardcore thing, which is fucking cool. Trash Talk did it. Ceremony did it. Like it's fucking great. Like no problems with that. My one thing that I talk about with, with Turnside, which came up talking to uh, our buddy David, saw them at at uh, the Metro in uh, in Chicago with Buggin, mm. right? And he said, like you know, David's been like in right, you know, writing for different publications over the years and stuff like that. So he's got you know he's got a, a pretty well rounded bunch of folks that he knows like in the industry, and he was like. I feel like this is the last time I'm gonna see him at a place like this because like everyone that he knew that he ran into outside were not guitar um music folks.
2: Yep. Right, right.
0: And they're like people were like, yo, this is the new thing. Mm-hmm. So so I think, you know, we think about them now like, how could it get any bigger? Like, talk to us after that fucking Chief Keith Suicide Boys thing. And I think like they're not playing you know, a thousand cap next time they come to fucking Chicago. They are playing the Vic Theater or something. Wow. Because I think like it's it's like because this it's so fresh to th- those people that most of us never have an access have access to.
2: Right. Level up, you know what level I'm saying? up like, level if you
0: put fucking drug, I mean, we've all done stuff like this. Like I can speak for my own exa- like, you know, MTB did a tour with Andrew WK. Right? Like that put pe- like people that liked music even like heavy music that would have never seen us if they didn't if we didn't play with them, they're not coming to see us in HopeCon. Yes, but they happen to be at the show and be like, "Yo, we fuck, this was great!" Like I had never seen anything like that before. We're a dime a dozen in hardcore, but outside, when people have no fucking idea what we're doing, you're the it's wildest. Pretty shocking, yeah. But I mean, kind of now. Imagine Drug Church gets on a fucking you know, a good spot on like a fucking amphitheater tour that, and you're playing in front of fucking Blink One Eighty Two or something. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to be like, I've never seen anything like, you know what I mean? Like, the craziest thing I've ever seen was the Bronx.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I mean, I know, you know what I mean? Like, like with a singer that's, like, interactive and fucking dancing around and move. Like, I think, like, you know, if if I'm a kid, you know, that, like, Suicide Boys, and I'm like, I'm open-minded. I'll go to this. And, you know, they're playing in, like, um, what, what's the town they're playing in Idaho? Not Boise. Pocatello. Nampa.
2: Is there another Nampa? one?
0: There's was Bunch. another um, Nampa. Okay. Is that N-A-M-P-A? Is that possible? Could be. But like, you know. That's it, yeah. There's going to be fucking like skater kids there. Oh. That probably would have never heard Turnstile. That are going to be
2: fucking blown away. I mean, so there's, there's, there's a chance Turnstile accelerates and pops into a space that we've seen bands play in, but maybe they don't just play in it, but dominate it. Uh, there's a chance that they they reconnect skateboarding and hardcore in a way that hasn't happened in 20 plus years. Um, There's a lot of interesting shit that could happen. This is certainly a moment where it seems all the reports I've heard, which don't differ from what you're saying, Tom, are that these shows are packed and packed with a lot of new faces. Which I
0: mean, and think about it. So they're playing these shows. The new faces they're getting are all young folks. Yeah. Right. So we were all stoked. You know, like I was always like impressed that it's like, yo, man, like, Fucked Up or doing a tour with fucking Arcade Fire. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Or, like, Fucked Up or doing a tour with, you know, played Australia with the Foo Fighters and shit. Yeah. But then, you know what I'm saying? Next time Fucked Up comes through, like, it ain't going to be lit because some fucking 48-year-old saw you with fucking Foo Fighters. No, that's true.
2: That's 100% (laughs) But
0: when you're adding 500 fucking kids that, like, this is their first time stage diving. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And it's fucking, then it's, like, infectious. And you want to be part of that. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, you know, I like Arcade Fire. I'd be fucking stoked to play with Arcade Fire. But like, people that saw you there may come see you again. But they'll be standing in the back with a beer.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not adding to the fucking energy to of the, the experience. Room? No, not at all. But I'm telling you, kids that are going to see the Suicide Boys and happen to see these dudes from fucking Maryland, it's gonna their next show. It's gonna add to the fucking vibe.
2: One hundred percent.
1: All right. I'll Sorry, tell them I'll tell what you guys. I'll tell what you guys have to say.
2: This podcast is called Axe to Grind, just so you can mention it to him. Yeah, if you want to get that name out there.
1: <laughs> I thought that was you closing the episode. I was like, wow, it's like a George from So, did, so did I. <laughs> it's sort yeah, of right,
2: right. This, this
0: podcast
2: is called <laughs> Axe to Grind. I mean, it was, but you just you stepped on the ending. It's all oh,
1: right. I, Well, you know what? That's the magic of editing.